Hi guys, I'm Matt Harris, host of the HMO Experience Property Podcast. And in this episode of the podcast, my co-host Jamie Medill has a chat with Danny Wade about practical ways to manage and reduce overwhelm in your life and to increase productivity. Now, Danny is a wife and mum to two girls. She works as a full-time senior sales exec, is a property investor and a SaaS trustee, as well as being a goal mapping and productivity coach. It's fair to say that she's one very busy woman. Now, Danny spent years investing in herself with a strong focus on self-development, personal development, and um, personal optimization, which has led her to discover her biggest passion, and that's helping people optimize themselves to realize their own potential. Now, Danny's approach consists of a healthy dose of perspective and focusing on what you can control, as well as raising the levels or your levels of awareness and breaking things down into manageable chunks. If that sounds fascinating to you, then this is definitely the episode of the HMO Experience Property Podcast that you need to be listening to. Now, before we head into the show, I just want to ask you to do one thing, which is head over to the hmoexperience.co.uk website and make sure you download the free resources that we have on there, including the 11 steps to starting and scaling your own successful HMO property business. That's it for me right now. Let's head into the show. Hi, guys. Welcome to the latest episode of the HMO Experience podcast. I'm your host today, Jamie Medill. And it's a really special episode today because we are joined by a very special guest. Uh, I'm going to introduce uh, Danny, Danny Wade, in a second. Before I do so, though, uh, I would love to get your feedback as to the previous episodes that you've listened to this podcast. We obviously like you to like, share and subscribe. Uh, and we'd love to get a review on wherever you get your podcasts from. So that out of the way, let's get cracking with the interview with Danny. So I'm going to, Danny, uh, welcome. It's, it's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm going to give you a little uh, intro, if I may. Uh, so let me just uh, read out my notes. So um, for, the, for the benefit of those of you watching this uh, on YouTube, for example, uh, I've got my, uh, my notes uh, ahead of me here. Uh, but for those of you just listening, here is uh, my intro to Danny. So Danny is a uh, successful uh, businesswoman. She's had a very successful uh, career. We can dive into that in a minute. But she's also a wife and a mum to two young girls. Not only that, uh, she works in a sales role in her career, which, of course, is incredibly busy. And uh, we were just chatting before the beginning of the podcast that in normal life entails lots of traveling, lots of networking, as well as juggling, obviously, uh, her family life as well. In addition to that, uh, Danny's also a property investor. Hence, it's been a real pleasure to get her on this call. We can dig into some of her property experience and, uh, and um, feedback on how she's finding that as well. And uh, if that wasn't enough, Danny's also a SAS trustee. Um, getting in charge of her own SAS pension fund. And again, we can dig into that too. So Danny, it's a real pleasure to have you here. I know we're here specifically recording this for the beginning of the new year. And we're here to talk about um, your latest business venture, which is very exciting, which is all about being a goal mapping and productivity coach. So I tell you what, you don't half live the, the service that you are teaching. So, um, so how was that intro for you? Was that, uh, was that pretty good? So I catch, capture everything? 
you pretty much covered it. <laughs> um, I'm sure so there's a couple earth, of other things. <laughs> Yeah, well, we could we could dive into those things too. So, how on earth do you juggle all of that? I mean, that is uh, that's that's a lot uh, to do. So, how how come you've you've got so many things on the go at any one time? And how on earth do you juggle those successfully? Yeah, I think that's um that's how I came across building my latest venture, which is called Beat the Overwhelm, which is you know, as you said, I'm very focused on goal mapping, so knowing what you want to achieve and the productivity side of things, because lots of people have lots of goals. Um, mm. And it's figuring out how to achieve them, which can be so overwhelming, especially when life can get in the way very, very easily. Um, yeah. And that's how it came about, really. So one of my coaches asked me, you know, what my USP was. And very quickly, actually, it became clear. So many people had said to me for so many years, yeah, how do you do it all? Um, and I think the simple answer is I don't do it all. Yeah. <laughs> and this was all done overnight. Um, you know, this has definitely been a progress. And um, so, you know, a lot of people will see kind of where you are now and think that they'll compare themselves to you and they'll think mm. that it's all happened overnight. And, you know, the reality is it hasn't. <laughs> so, you know, my focus is on helping people regain control of their time so that they can achieve their goals without the overwhelm. Um, and just you know, get a clearer view, get some perspective, understand what they want to achieve, why they want to achieve it, how they can achieve it, and who can help them. Um, I think I was listening to episode fifty-two of this podcast actually. When oh, you know, thank you. <laughs> I really like that one because it is so true. People always think, oh, I don't have time to do that, and it's like, well, actually, if it's important enough, you'll make time, um, yeah. and and that's what it fundamentally comes down to but that is easier said than done as well sometimes wonderful Danny. that's a great that's a great uh, bit of insight into your new business we're going to dig obviously deeper into that as well so have you come at this latest venture beat the overwhelm from a position of this is something you've always been good at or you've been you mentioned i think you mentioned a coach or a mentor have you been um asking others to help you to so you can personally adapt and improve how you try and do all these things in a way that serves for you and your family? Or have you naturally always been good at this stuff? Naturally always multitasked and always naturally had a lot going on, um, mm. if I'm honest. And um, for those of you that have made me heard me speak before, um, you know, I did think that I was able to continuously keep going and keep taking on more and I'd be okay. Um, but I did burn out. Um, I didn't think that would happen to me, but it did. And I think that's when, you know, taking a step back and you know, having a bit more of a reality check of, yes, it's possible to do all of these things, but at the same time, mm. you do need to look after yourself. You do need to take some downtime. And so I, I do tackle everything with a good dose of reality. It's not work till your eyes bleed. It's <laughs> get you in balance. How many hours do you have in the day? And what's the best way to allocate that time including some downtime as well okay yeah that i guess that's important I, and and you know as i said we're, we're recording this at the very end of 2020 it's been a tough year for many people i saw a report uh on one of the uh, online websites news websites this morning where mental health uh, amongst students but other demographic groups too is at its highest for well it's almost like since records begun which is which is uh, it's horrific but fully understandable um, so do you mind if I ask you a bit more about, you mentioned you burnt out. What, what happened there? 
and, and, and how did you get to that situation and how did it manifest itself? Do you mind if I ask you about that? No, that's okay. And I think when I look back, there were lots of instances where, um, you know, and actually before I had kids and before I was doing all of these things, just being in a very high pressured corporate role, um, there were times when I wouldn't be able to sleep. I was reliant on sleeping pills. So looking back then, there were some signs, but mm. I just kind of kept going. Um, I would say it was when I started taking on all of these other things um, mm. and when I got into my property journey, admittedly, you know, at the beginning, that, that, that there was so much to learn and so much to do. And getting that first property, it was, you know, doing all of the training, making sure I was doing everything right on top of the day job, on top of everything else. Um, so, so for me, I would say waking up in a fog. Um, so not being able to make decisions. Um, you know, I won't go into loads of detail, but just not being in a great place and not being able to make clear decisions and I've noticed this I I'm very very focused now on having regular breaks I like to get away even if it's for a weekend um and my ability to make decisions once I've taken a break is a hundred times faster mm. <laughs> and that's interesting so yeah thank you for sharing that I think that's really interesting um like you I came from a sales background I'm obviously a lot older than you are but I also had a, an 18 year career in sales in London and I don't know if you can relate to this but as I was in my you know early mid late 20s and then going to my 30s well not only do you not have necessarily some of the um, other trappings of being slightly older and more established such as big mortgage kids or whatever it might be but it's, it's also something which you can do a lot more naturally because you've got a hell of a lot more energy and you don't need as much sleep and you're probably you know drinking too much or whatever it might have been yeah. to help you keep going is that something that you experienced in your career as well before again before you had uh, children and started doing other things like property as well career piece it's it, I mean it's always been high pressured um, and actually it's something that every time I changed role I would very consciously say, right, I'm going to turn my phone off when I go to sleep. And having worked for US headquartered businesses, mm. there were jobs that I had that I did not turn my phone off. So if mm. someone messaged me, I would be on there and I'd be responding because I was in that phase. And I think that's a confidence thing. I was trying to prove myself. I was trying to you know, make sure that I was doing everything right so I could further my career. Whereas now I, with every job change, I've consciously made some really important decisions on how to better manage and everything so that it doesn't get to that place where it's broken sleep and <laughs> yeah it, it's just not healthy for anybody yeah so do you think do you think that experience uh, over time has also you've benefited from investing in your maybe your personal development and and your knowledge about how to uh, work on yourself more so you can grow and get better at all the things you want to do without having some of the negative aspects that we've, we've talked about such as overwhelm or stress lack of sleep etc is that something you've worked on personally for, for a while a lot yeah so I was definitely someone who always read self-development books and all of that sort of thing but um, I think back 2014-2015 is when I decided that I was actually going to start taking it seriously so going on immersive courses and really investing because we've all read the books yeah. <laughs> if we actioned everything in them well we wouldn't be sitting here <laughs> yeah exactly you know, we'd so, all be trillionaires or whatever it is but 
Exactly. So, um, yeah, for me, it was really important to take it to the next level. And I decided if there was anything in life now, if I want to be a success at something, then I get myself a coach. So I haven't had a coach for the productivity and that side of things. That's that's very much, I guess, me. Um, But, you know, for property, I made sure I got a mentor um, for launching this course. I made sure I got the coaching and the guidance. You know, those are the things that I'm quite creative and um, I love the coaching I love the doing and um, yeah. you know the processes of things it makes your boat go a lot faster if you invest in getting the right people in, on board oh, I'm, I'm so with you there Danny I think um, many people struggle myself included in the early days trying to do everything yourself and uh, and trying to do things that are not naturally you're a, a any good at b you're qualified at but you're trying to do it to get yourself out of maybe a situation you're currently in such as maybe full-time work to get them another income stream property or business or whatever else and you're juggling so many things and one thing I've, I've i've interviewed a number of people now i've mentored lots of people in property who have a similar mindset which is you've got to try and do it all because everyone else around you seems to be doing it all on social media. And that puts a huge amount of pressure on you. But I think you're absolutely right. I think if you get good quality people around you who've been there and done it and can help you accelerate your results without working, you know, crazy hours or, or, or making, uh, you know, uh, novice mistakes or errors of judgment because they're there to help and support and guide you, you're going to get so much faster, so much quicker. And hopefully the journey going to be a bit more enjoyable as well. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's, you know, there are times when you're going to have to work really hard. There's no getting away from that. I think anything mm. you want to do, you've, you've got to have that strong enough why, you know, on the days you don't feel like doing it, why are you going to do it anyway? Mm. So it's setting that foundation at the beginning. And so I think everything starts with you as a person and you personally is, you know, how do you take control and you mentioned earlier that you know this has been a really tough year for people, mm. and most of that comes down to that lack of control, that feeling of lack of control. And um, as soon as you, you know, take the right steps to put yourself in a feeling of control, everything becomes a lot easier. You know, I know we talk, we talk about you know without overwhelm. The fact is, there's always going to be overwhelm. There's always going to be stress. There's always going to be things that turn up and knock you over. And um, mm. how you build yourself up to get up quicker and realize that life's never going to be perfect so stop expecting it to be it's that's a, a great easier. point it is a lot easier isn't it i think i think sometimes we are, we're almost um our toughest critic and we expect us to be invincible and be able to do whatever we want as quickly as we want but the reality is as you quite rightly say if you try and take on too much something's got to give and hopefully it isn't you know, your mental health or relationships or something else, but something's going to give. You can't give yourself 100% to lots and lots of different things. One thing you mentioned there, which was sparked off something in my mind, which is um, you're always going to feel overwhelmed. One of the things I've personally really benefited from, have you come across the author, uh, Ryan Holiday at all? Have you come across him? He is amazing. For those of you who haven't, on this podcast, for those of you who haven't uh, searched out Ryan, I strongly recommend you do so. He's got his own uh, podcast as well. He's a very successful, he's only a young guy. He's only, well, young compared to me. He's, um, I think he's early 30s. He's a very, very successful New York Times bestselling author too. And he focuses on 
um, the Stoics, this ancient philosophy, which sounds a bit like well, a bit of a bore fest, but actually he's brought it right up into the 21st century because it's about exactly what you just said, Danny, which is you're always going to be affected by something, but only focus on the things that you can control. Don't worry about anything else. And I've been talking quite to a number of people over 2020 about this philosophy, about some of these things that I've learned from Ryan Holiday. There's an amazing book, uh, Seneca, all these, these ancient Greek and Roman um, Stoic philosophers. And actually, even though some of these texts and some of the things they're right about are thousands of years old, they're absolutely relevant to today. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that's really cool. But I just sparked that memory off because you were talking about you're always going to be overwhelmed and it's been a tough year. So I, I strongly, you know, I recommend people only focus on things that they can actually control and try and discard everything else that you can't because it's going to happen anyway. Would you agree? Is that something which, which, which you found useful or, or you would find useful? Yeah, no, definitely. And that is part of the beginning part of the program that we focus on headspace. Uh, so taking a moment every day, what's taking up headspace? Is mm. that in my control? Right. Do something about it. <laughs> Eat the frog. You know, those are those things we allow to roll over and roll over because we get uncomfortable thinking about it. We really don't want to do it. And then as soon as you've done it, your shoulders drop a couple of inches. It's, yeah. you know, it's, and so it's just getting into that routine of being really kind to yourself. So yeah. figuring out, and then if, you know, the things that are taking up headspace are not within your control, you know, taking a moment to think it through, think it through from different perspectives and seeing if it's something that you can, you know, push to the side to enable you to focus on the things that matter most. Ah, okay. So, Danny, you mentioned um, a few minutes ago about your reason why, your your motivation, your why. Um, do you mind if I ask you what your reason why is and why you're doing this? Oh, so, yeah. So, I think it's the same for most people. Um, I think when you first... So, this is a really good tip as well. So, when you think of your reason why, some people go to something quite material, that they want mm. a nice house, they want a nice car, they want a nice life, they want to go on holidays. But what it actually comes down to is wanting freedom of choice so living the life that you want to live on your terms and yeah. i don't think it's much different for anyone you know there's the legacy piece as well i think you know once you have kids and if you've got people that you care about then your legacy can be quite important of wanting to leave something behind that mm. is that lasts forever <laughs> when your body's no longer here something that you can leave behind that will continue to positively impact others but essentially it's building that life for yourself and then it's just getting that balance right though because you, you're aiming for this life that you think is gonna again mean happiness and perfection which it isn't mm. <laughs> there's still gonna be problems so again it's just having that reality check and then also remembering to enjoy the journey there are mm. days you're not going to enjoy and that's fine but there are times where you just need to take a moment see how far you've come and enjoy the little things. <laughs> that's that's a really great wise words there. So what about um, if we come back to goal setting then about, about, okay, you've identified your reason why, what you'd ideally like, how you'd like your life to be in an ideal world. Um, what is the next stage? Is it, is it then literally identifying that and then focusing on, okay, what are the goals that are going to help me get there? How does your program work with someone who's thinking about this for the first time, Danny? Sure. 
So the program as a whole, um, as I mentioned, so it starts off with you as an individual. So taking control of your headspace and um, becoming better at self-managing yourself, your mm. stress levels, the overwhelm. Um, and then we go into goal setting. So the goal setting module, if you like, that it's a nine module program. And the goal setting module is um, from someone called Brian Main. So I was fortunate enough to meet him a few years ago. He became my coach and then I just loved it. <laughs> and there's so much in self-development that I think can be a bit airy-fairy, a bit fluffy and put people yeah. off. Whereas I loved it because it was the science of how your brain works and the chemicals that are released when you think positive thoughts versus negative thoughts. And so it's a whole system where you set your goals. There are actually five goals um, that you do as part of this process. And you'd set those by doing a visualization exercise. I'll put my teeth back in. (laughs) And to figure out what you want, because actually people think they know what they want, but so many times when we take them through the visualization exercise they actually think of things that they didn't necessarily know they wanted if that makes Mm. sense because we're so busy and we think we know what we want so having that moment to really really think about truly what we want is really important and then it's figuring out those reasons why yeah i'd say over 90 percent of the goal maps i've seen will have freedom and choice on those as reasons why Um, And then it's the how. So you look at what do I need to do? And goal maps can be used. They can be used for your big goals. They can be used for short-term goals. They can be used literally for anything. So Mm. it's working out your how. What are the milestones towards reaching that goal? And then off of those hows, what actions? So it always comes down to action. It's all well and good doing all of this. If you're not going to take the action, nothing's going to happen. You can sit there wanting a six pack wishing for it but if you're sitting on the sofa every night with beer and crisps instead of <laughs> working out it's not going to happen um, no matter how many times you manifest it <laughs> <laughs> yeah power of positive thinking only goes so far <laughs> yeah and um, so the action piece is really really important and then the who's the who's are really 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 important um i don't know if you're familiar with you know who not how um mm. you know, i think you need to know the hows a little bit you need to kind of know the steps you need to take so that you can find the right who's to get you there and but the who's as I mentioned earlier I have several coaches and it's great and accountability partners is something that I highly recommend as well and that's it's slightly different um but you know having someone that you can kind of just talk through I think on a weekly basis as to where you are with the different things that you're looking to achieve it gives you an opportunity to not only get feedback but how often do you actually sit down and look at everything you're doing so sitting there talking everything through you'll come up with new answers as well (laughs) new ideas even without the other person's participation but it's definitely good to share that's cool. Yeah, I think I think um, just speaking out loud, some of the things you're thinking of, your experiences of what you want to do, uh, not only gets your own brain thinking about other possibilities, but again, as you say, if you can bounce some ideas of somebody else, someone who is maybe uh, independent of you, who hasn't got a link to you in any way, shape or form, but they, they are genuinely independent, then they can give you some other insights and feedback on actually other ways of doing things. Um, can I just come back, Danny, to, to something um, you mentioned a while back, which is the implementation piece? Because I remember when 
Um, I left corporate world in 2012 uh, to become full-time into property. And what, I'm, I'm going to ask you about property uh, shortly in this podcast, if I may. Anyway, you talked about mm-hmm. some of that already. Um, but when I left corporate world, um, I'd, I'd maybe like you, I was in a position, a relatively senior position with lots of people around me, big team. And then I was incredibly naive looking back on it in terms of how straightforward it would be for someone like me who supposedly, in my own mind, thought I was relatively successful in my career to then pivot completely into another area, um, which is property and doing it full time and then being literally on my own and I was terrible at that bit so what I thought I was being very clever at in that uh, in those early months in the first year of being a supposed full-time property investor was writing out lots of to-do lists <laughs> I mean literally there were 20 30 40 50 things on there and I get massive satisfaction um, ticking them off bit by bit but again the lists are always got bigger and bigger because I was trying to do everything do you think that is a stupid way of working or do you think there's some benefit to that? Because I personally struggled. I felt so overwhelmed because my list was literally a one or two pages of A4 all the time. I felt like I was being busy for the sake of being busy as opposed to actually being productive. I didn't have the who's around me to help me at all in those days. What, what do you think about that? <laughs> So this is so common and um, everyone loves a to-do list and I bet <laughs> you weren't picking off the hardest things and the most constructive things to do. Everyone loves to tick it off and so they'll pick the easy thing first. Oh yes. Yeah, <laughs> if there's anything to do with um, spreadsheets or um, big reports to write, that's definitely on the bottom of the list and yeah. it gets round to it in two, three, four, five, six days a week, two weeks later, rather than the nice easy thing tidying my desk or something (laughs) exactly so yeah very very common Um, and that's something that we go through in the beat the overwhelm program is to Mm. how to better plan out your time so i like to do um three months out Mm. i'll have my bigger goals and you know I'll, i'll have milestones towards that but in terms of when it comes to planning i think you know there's loads of things out there 12 week year and all of that sort of thing um highly recommend all of that i love the three month thing so because what i would do is sit down and say right where do i need to be in three months i have my goals and i have different goals for you know business health and so on and so forth so you pick that set that and then decide okay what do i need to do this month i also go through a process um, which is called a table of commitments to look at what are all because everyone's different but Mm. what are all the things that you are personally managing in your life and then we do go through an exercise to split out exactly how much time is going to be dedicated to each area. And that includes social time, that includes downtime, that includes family, that in- everything. We need to look at uh, a whole picture and then you have a very clear idea of, okay, well, this is how many hours I have a week to spend on property. This is how many hours a week I'm going to spend with my family. And then everything becomes a, a lot easier from there because you're planning out your time. And then we look at things on a weekly basis. And um, so you're, you're mapping out over the week what you're going to do. And um, what are your priorities? Three priorities. Do not have more than that because otherwise, I mean, I was a nightmare for this. Is that, <laughs> is that three priorities per week, Danny? Sorry? Sorry to, to, to talk over you then. Is that three priorities a week or a day? What, what sort of time frame are we talking about here? Both. So oh, we plan out. Okay. So we we have the priorities for the three months. That's where you start, and then you look over the month. What are your priorities for that month? And then you go to the week. What are your priorities for that week? And then on a daily basis, you have top three priorities as well. And when I started with this method, I'm not going to admit. That. 
any priorities <laughs> I would set for myself. And again, I just set myself up to feel like a constant failure um, because it was just completely unrealistic what I was setting myself. So again, you know, that these are all things that I've learned um, from. So helping others to do it the right way. You know, never pick more than three things to achieve in a day um, and make sure they are achievable. And make one, at least one of them easy because as, as you said everyone likes to tick something off yeah. but then when you were talking about these huge long lists you know that really should be in my opinion in a diary or journal format and those should be assigned to a specific time those spreadsheets and the stuff you don't like doing if you can't get someone else to do it for you and you need to do it yourself do it first thing in the morning eat the frog mm. get it out the way because you'll feel so much better and leave the stuff that you enjoy more to maybe later in the day when your energy levels may dip a little that's really great to know actually that's that's great great advice um okay so we talked about again as i mentioned we, we're recording this at the beginning of a new year so 2021 um it seems to me though danny i don't know what you think about this that um, the 1st of January, for example, or the beginning of a new year, whether that's on the 4th of January, the first week or whatever it is, where people typically have you know, great intentions to change and this is going to be the month or this is going to be the year that things are going to be different, for example. Um, but actually, I personally think, I don't know what you think, which you should be doing this at any time. It doesn't have to wait till the 1st of the month or the 1st of the year. If, you, if you're deciding in the middle of June, or oh, by Christmas, I want to do X, Y, and Z, start in the middle of the year. What, what do you say about that? What, what, you know, what, what is this weird uh, obsession you almost have of having New Year's resolutions and great intentions and then not keeping them at the beginning of the year? Yeah, it, it's a funny one, isn't it? But I completely agree with you. I'm on the same page. Whenever you decided you're going to do something, just get on and do it. And yeah. um, you know, or decide when you're going to start. But it definitely, I would say you improve your chances if you don't do it on the first of the month or the first of the year. Um, but, you know, for one of the common things as well, it is that momentum piece. And that's mm. where, you know, and you know, not everyone has the luxury of being able to get a coach or a mentor. But, you know, chances are, it's, it's just look at those who's. And it mm. isn't always someone that you have to pay for and as in a coach or a mentor make sure you're listening to the right podcast make sure you're mm. looking at the right books there is so much content out there um but if you can get yourself an accountability partner so if you've gone through that process of you know taking a bit more control of your headspace getting yourself in a good place with that then building up deciding what, what positive habits do you need to build and the other thing you know as the same with lists it's like okay so i want to do something new and there's a list of 10 new habits I need to start doing, it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's just taking it step by step. So deciding what's the priority, what's the most important thing to do that aligns with where you want to be. Um, and then once you can take control of your time and just be very clear on a daily basis of what you're doing today, then everything starts to get a bit easier. But the accountability piece and this is something that I was thinking about you know when you coach it's not always forever and or mm. when you do a course it's not always forever and I was thinking how do you how do you make it last and um, so for me the final piece is make sure you get an accountability partner as you say preferably not someone you're related to or too close to it yeah. is someone that will actually hold you accountable it's not a 
therapy session <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's okay don't worry you you know you fell off the wagon this week don't worry about it it's like oh okay well how do we make sure that doesn't happen again you need someone who's going to challenge you a little bit so it's finding the right person for that um and so that you keep that momentum so if you have for me i have an accountability meeting every single week um i think i've only missed two this year due to holidays and um, but an hour a week, we have half an hour each to talk about where we are. We talk about our priorities and then you know, we catch up on a weekly basis. It's so powerful. You yeah. want to be turning up to that meeting, not having failed. But does it mean you get everything done every week that you set out? No. And again, that's life. That's reality. Um, yeah. No, that's great. That's really great advice. Because as you say, you know, life gets in the way. The reality is life gets in the way. And as long as you are, have got someone to keep you on track for most of it and you get most of it done, you're going to be a hell of a lot further ahead in, you know, three, four, five, six, ten, twelve months, whatever in the future than, you know, if you tried and failed in the first month and not had that accountability partner to keep pushing you, nudging in the right direction uh, for the remainder of that time. No, I really get that. I think that's, that's, uh, that's incredibly powerful. I, I do that a lot myself. And of course, uh, as a property mentor, that's part and parcel of our process too. So Danny, do you mind if we now uh, pivot over to property? You mentioned at the beginning of this uh, interview that um, property is one of the things that you've, you've invested in. So can you tell me how that came about um, and how you use your, maybe your goal setting and your sort of time management to learn something uh, completely new, like outside of your career into property? Can you tell me a bit more about that, please? Sure. So property was something that um, my husband and I had been interested in getting into for a very long time. We actually went on a not great property course about 11 years ago. Okay. Um, not too much came from that. We actually used some of the stuff we learned to buy our second property. And um, so we did get a good below market deal on that one. Um, but then the kids came along and it, it just kind of kept going on and it was mm. actually when I started throwing myself more into self-development mm. and it, I think that it was when I had Brian Mayne as my coach and I was doing all of these goal maps for different areas of my life and um, that's when I was like actually I really want to get back into property and because I'd made it that was one of my goals I did a ton of research and um, went out got the training got a mentor and um, and you know I'm not gonna lie it it was quite a lot to manage um mm. I wanted to do it properly because I felt, you know, investing in the right education and the right guidance would save me probably more money than I can even think about in the long term. So um, it was a lot. So we invest in South Wales. And oh, whereabouts? Live in, um, Newport. Oh, my mum's got a little bite to let in Newport. She lives in uh, North Somerset. Oh, okay. You don't live in, um, in South Wales. <laughs> No, we live in Hampshire. And um, so it was, I'd say, you know, the training and visiting the area and getting to know the agents. And I've got two kids. We were dragging them around with us, looking at all these derelict properties. And they're just like, what are you doing? Um, but, you know, we do the buy, refurb, refinance, rent approach. And um, so we've got one um, perfectly up and running. And it, it was Brilliant. such a feeling to get that first one over the line. It took longer than we thought but that was with the purchasing process we had challenges with builders and all of that sort of thing mm. <laughs> we're in a good place now and actually all of that hard work the weekends of just 
get to finding the right deal for us has now paid off because it's all systemized. So when people say, how do you do it all? I'm like, well, actually, you know, we're in the process of getting our next property. I haven't even been to Newport here. Um, you know, I've got all of the right people in place. I've got someone who will call me when they think a property becomes available. I've got the builders that I, you know, when something comes up, they'll go and price it up. Everything's been done remotely. Um, and you know, for people who know me, I can be a bit of a control freak. <laughs> that's yeah, that's the process of learning it. So it was hard, definitely, but I had that big enough reason why I want to be able to replace my income with property. Mm. So everything I look at is I want to be able to replace my income so that I have the choice as to how long I work for. I still yeah. enjoy the day job. Um, you know, I, I've all I've been in sales for over twenty one years now. You haven't, um, have you? <laughs> wow um, good for you uh, yeah I, I and I still I mean I started off selling double glazing it's a very different <laughs> industry to market <laughs> and data um but you know I've just enjoyed that journey and I think you know I still I still enjoy it so I'm still going to keep doing that mm. but yeah so property was always something we wanted to do and as soon as we set the goal and figured out how we were going to do it it happened and wonderful it sounds easy <clears throat> that's what it takes really it always does on various courses doesn't it they, they sell you the dream uh, and they always say it's not getting rich quick and it obviously isn't it's hard work but something in you i don't think necessarily believes it's actually hard work until you actually try and do it for the first time and then it's bloody hard work because it's all new but as you as you've you know rightly experienced and you put the hard work in up front you're now going to buy house number two and then you'll buy more without you having to do a fraction of the work on that first one so that's cool. Oh, you've, you've definitely invested wisely in your education, I think, got some great results on the back of that. Oh, well yeah. done. You also mentioned, um, or I, I mentioned in the introduction to you, that you're now a SaaS trustee. So um, we haven't talked about SaaS uh, using the SaaS pensions, uh, the director's pensions, at all on this podcast episode yet. We're definitely going to be doing a bit more of that in the future. But uh, can you just give us a quick overview, if you don't mind, about what the SAS pension and being what being a SAS trustee means for you and your business. Is that okay? Yeah. So um, I'm just waiting for mine to be funded. So I haven't been able to deploy the funds, but for me, it, as soon as I found out about it, it's like, why did no one tell me about this earlier? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's just a no brainer. It just means that you're taking control of your pensions and um, you run it as a business. It is regulated. It's approved by HMRC. And, um, Definitely do your due diligence for anyone listening to this. Just don't go with anyone that talks about SAS pensions. Um, you know, Jamie has, I know we have mutual connections that can mm. point you in the right direction because there's always someone out there that will uh, <laughs> feed false information. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, I'm, I can't wait for it to be funded. And um, so as soon as the funds are transferred into my SAS pension, um, I'll be looking at different ways of deploying that to just increase the pot. And it's a great way of having an additional source of money um to invest without always having to look at you know other investors to mm. help you along the journey so yeah really interested i think i'm going to be looking at lend and learn approach which means that okay. i'll be investing with um people that are doing commercial property so i'm very interested in getting into the commercial um the residential side of things Great. so investing where I get a return on my money, but at the same time, I'll be learning the ropes mm. um, so that I can go down that route myself. Wonderful. Yeah, it's a great, uh, it's great to meet other SAS trustees like yourself 
I've recently done this as well. And uh, after many years of putting this off, because I didn't really get it, didn't really understand it, like you with property, I, I invested a bit of time and effort into my SaaS education. And that's been a complete eye-opener. Like you thinking, why on earth didn't I do this a long time ago? Um, so I'm now, I've almost fully uh, invested my SaaS pension at the moment. And I've only been doing that for the last couple of months. And it's been, it's been great so far. So cool. That's wonderful. Well, again, uh, if anybody listening or watching this podcast episode has any questions about that and how they could do it, again, get in contact with us in all the usual ways. Um, we'll, we'll definitely get some more uh, SaaS-related uh, content and interviews sorted out in this podcast. Okay, Danny. So um, we're going to wrap up soon, but I want to just dig in a bit deeper about how people, again, don't forget those funny three questions I asked you. I'll be bringing that up at the end. Uh, much to most of my interview guests' uh, uh, annoyance. But anyway, we'll come on to that in a minute. Um, but um, I want to just, again, come back now to go full circle back to um, your, your brand new business, uh, how you can sort of stop the overwhelm and, and focus on goal setting, etc. So what what um or who rather is this training ideally for why have you created this and who have you created it for um so i think predominantly for aspiring entrepreneurs so those that are i guess those that i can relate to where you're doing a full-time job and you're looking at building additional streams of income i think you know for most people if not all people experience overwhelm in fact i'd say everyone experiences overwhelm yes. one way or another so yes. i do feel this could genuinely help anybody um but where my experience comes from is you know managing lots of different things so mm. anyone that feels where they could do with some support and some guidance and some help and a very structured and structured way and i'm so conscious with the branding of beat the overwhelm of really breaking this down into manageable chunks for people to make sure that this doesn't add to the overwhelm that you know mm. every week there's an aha moment of you know things getting a little bit easier um so yes it's the online course um just as we're recording this is about to launch it's not 100% live just yet the content's there we're just getting it into the right program so it's easy for people to access but right. there's beattheoverwhelm.co is the website and where there'll be information I'm also on Facebook and Instagram and there's also a Facebook community um, so if you're interested in joining a community of like-minded individuals and um, that are all looking to find a way to live a calmer life <laughs> while still striving for their goals and um, there's a free facebook group and um, if you search for beat the overwhelm you'll find it i'll, I'll put all the links or your social links in the show notes as well uh, danny anyway but that's cool thank you so um if i was to join your program at, at beat the overwhelm.co.co uh, not as i say dot you can but it's not it's dot co um yeah. how long would it take me to learn the program and, and what sort of additional support do i get or, or is that where the facebook group comes into play yeah so the facebook group comes into play um i'm very active in there so um you always have access to me um you can email me or you can post within the group and get mm. input from others as well so lots of different ways of getting that support um and i've got some ideas that i don't want to talk about just yet because it's <laughs> um, i'm going to be announcing that as part of the official launch of what's going to be happening to provide that extra support um i'm just deciding i think everyone's different aren't they and um, 
I quite like the idea of structuring this so that you do one thing a week. So again, it doesn't add to the overwhelm. Mm. Um, there are some that prefer to move a bit faster. So I can work with people, you know, on a one-to-one basis or on a mastermind basis as well with smaller groups. And um, so there'll be lots of different options. Um, but we're looking at the program being it's nine modules. So one module a week um, with you know some introduction and a conclusion. So it could be taking up to three months if you want to do it in the slower and more sensible approach. <laughs> Well, if you're a bit slower like me, uh, that sounds like the perfect approach to me. I mean, I, I guess if you think about it this way, whether you are watching or listening to this podcast at the beginning of 2021, or, you know, it's sometime in the future, way in the future, like, uh, you know, six months or a year afterwards, there's never a better time than right now to start creating the framework and the knowledge and the habits to get more focused. And as you say, do it in a way that is much more um, maybe authentic to what you actually truly want to deliver for you and your family, for example. I, I like the idea that you've created a structured approach. I, again, full disclosure, I haven't seen Danny's program yet. It's about to be launched, but from what she tells me, what you tell me, Danny, it sounds incredible. So uh, that's, been, that's been really useful. And again, as I mentioned, I'll put in the show notes links so that people who listen or watch this podcast can come back and get in contact with you, which would be cool. And I'd love to invite you back, if I may, in, in like a year's time, where you can give us some insights, if that's okay, and feedback on how the first year has gone and what some of the results are from people who've worked with you on this program have achieved. Would you be open to that? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I've spent about 14 months testing the content. So um, with people, so I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it go to a wider audience now. Great. Okay, Danny, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> For my three supposed fun questions that I ask on my interviewees. <laughs> go I mean, this, as you know, this is all lighthearted. It's all yeah. just to give people who listen to the podcast or subscribers a bit more of a sort of fun insight into into my guests so danny you've been a great sport um i have asked you this already and you've, you've sent me some replies so let me ask you on the podcast so the first question is what have you changed your mind on recently um so it was allowing my kids to get a pet and this took me a while actually because i don't change my mind very often okay <laughs> <laughs> i evolve and i'm open to ideas and i evolve things but um yeah and i was completely no pets um yeah my husband and i work full time I would say it'd be cool to have a pet, but actually 2020 and working from home and everything else. Um, so yes, we it was not planned at all. <laughs> we went out <laughs> to buy some plants. I just bought the kids a plant each and suddenly we're coming home with a hamster. Don't, <laughs> I don't know how it really happened, but great negotiation skills on the part of uh, my daughters. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, they've obviously got negotiation sales skills in the blood. So yeah. what, or, or did they wear you down? Is that, is that part of what actually happened? I'm not quite sure how it happened. But anyway, <laughs> um, they're great. And they're, it, luckily, they're at the age where they can actually look after the hamster themselves. And it's been a success so far. <laughs> oh, great. Good stuff. Well, I guess uh, I've also got two daughters. And my daughters did something similar, although I was also a bit of a, a fan in, internally in our household here. And it was trying to um, negotiate with my wife, who was anti us having a dog. So over many, literally many years, we were very persistent. And I had to do certain things to like, have an extension of the house to supposedly have the dog uh, in the utility room, which, of course, the dog has never been in the utility room ever since. But I had to do certain things. 
I met the criteria. She's going to kill me when she listens to this back. <laughs> um, and uh, and we finally got a dog. But tell me about your 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 daughters. So when my daughter said, yeah, 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 daddy, we'll we'll we'll, we'll definitely walk the dog every day. We'll definitely you know pick up after it every day, every day. And of course, they never have done since. And they're now the dog's now nine. Um, what 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 did your daughters say to you about the hamster? What did they agree to do? Yeah, I mean, the, I, I literally said, I, I will buy everything he needs and that's it. I am never cleaning him out. I'm, I'm not doing anything. Just tell me when stuff runs out and I will replace it. And I did go a bit overboard and bought him loads of toys and that sort of thing. But no, I, I've, they are, they've been really good every single week. They clean him out and sort everything out. They feed him, they water, you know, change his water. I, I, I've stuck with that. <laughs> <laughs> good for you. And good for them. I tell you what, your children, your daughters are a hell of a lot better brought up than mine two are anyway. Okay, uh, Danny, question number two. Um, so what absurd, stupid or fun things do you do in your spare time? I don't think it's absurd, stupid or fun, but some people might. <laughs> but I quite enjoy weightlifting. And so it's something that, again, you know, another benefit in 2020 is having more time to be in that gym routine because it's harder when you're traveling all over the place and mm. um, so yeah, i'm almost at double my body weight on deadlift wow that's amazing good for you how long have you been doing that for um for a while but really focused on that this year so i'd say you know this year i went from you know maybe just under body weight to almost doubling body weight that's so incredible yeah, really. But again, I've got a PT. It's because I tried doing it myself and I kind of mm. maxed out um, at a certain level. And I was like, okay, now I need some guidance and technique. And I think that's the same with everything in life. You, If you do it by yourself, you'll hit a plateau. Um, and then as soon as you just get a bit of guidance, a few tweaks, and then suddenly it yeah. um, takes off. Oh, incredible. Well done, Gressel. Thanks for sharing that. And then finally, you'll be relieved to know, finally, my last question <laughs> is, uh, what things are you excited about right now? Um, I'm excited about a lot, really. <laughs> it's <laughs> been a slow But I do love to travel. I love experiences. Um, so for, you know, again, anyone who knows me, when I go on holidays, I get a bit bored if it's just a resort. So I'll always mm. be looking for something slightly different to do um and yeah for 2021 i mean who knows what obviously a lot of travel plans were cancelled in 2020 yes this year we're looking at um dubai and there's a few fun things to do around there and also a cruise around the norwegian fjords i love um mountains and lakes we did a road trip across canada and yeah just looking for more places to explore like that oh gosh wonderful so when you when you're planning to go to the fjords will that be in summertime or is that yeah. going to be in the winter? No, so yes, yeah, summer, um, end of August. Um, so yeah, just to... Oh, sounds on. amazing. Oh, sounds amazing. So is that is that part of your goal setting too? How many holidays to have a year? I mean, I, I do a lot. <laughs> on a normal year, I do a lot of holidays. Um, I, yeah, I, it is one of my passions. And yeah, one of the goals is um, yeah, the, the day that I do leave corporate life is we're going to do a six week trip around Italy, which I've already planned. <laughs> so, incredible. Yeah. Well, just... this, this comes right back down to what you said right at the beginning of this interview, which is in effect, plan the life you want around your own individual requirements. 
it's almost like it's a perfect way to end this interview, I think, because so often we're comparing ourselves with other people on social media or whatever, whoever it might be. But actually, the most important thing is creating the life that you want based on your goals and aspirations, not anybody else's. So I love the fact that, you know, you've already planned out what you're going to do once you've replaced your corporate income, which is travel. That's a really key thing for you. And that's amazing. I'm sure you'll do it sooner rather than later as well. All right, uh, Danny, is there anything else you want to share with our, our podcast listeners and subscribers? Uh, we've, we've covered a lot there. It's been a real pleasure to speak to you. But anything else you'd like to share with, with, uh, with our audience here? No, I think that I think, as you say, we've covered quite a lot. And um, if anyone's interested in hearing more, then we've yeah, they can follow me and hear more. But thank you so much. I've really, really enjoyed this conversation. Oh, good. Me too. It's a, a real pleasure to speak to you, Danny. And you know, you you are the epitome of someone who could quite easily be overwhelmed, <laughs> uh, but actually you've created a product for yourself and others who will help them get you know better faster more efficient use of their time but also to achieve the goals that they want in the future so i, I think you are the absolute and have been a pleasure but also the perfect host for the beginning of uh, our episode of the podcast uh, for 2021 so thank you so much for being with me today um right guys i'm gonna wrap this up so uh, if you've enjoyed this episode uh, please give us some feedback. Uh, give us feedback either on our Facebook uh, channel or, of course, um, in all your usual podcast um, uh, providers. Give us some feedback. Rate us. We'd love to know more about what you thought. If you want to get in touch with Danny and find out more about her Beat the Overwhelm online training, then again, I'm going to put the contact details in the show notes. Uh, but I'd love to know more about what you thought about this episode. Are there any other questions you want us to ask Danny? And again, we'll pass those questions on to her too. Um, so again, get in contact with us. Um, again, it just leaves for me to say, Danny, thank you so much for uh, joining again today. It's been a real pleasure. Um, we are producing episodes, as you well know, every single week. So let us know what you thought about this episode. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. Uh, I know the usual, pro uh, wherever you get your podcasts from. Um, again, listen back to past episodes. Danny mentioned episode 55. There's loads of content that we've produced with great interviews, just like Danny uh, today, but other content we've provided for all property investors. Um, so we'd love to, again, uh, find out more about what you think about some of those past episodes. And if there's anything else you want us to cover in future episodes, again, get in touch in all the usual ways. But on behalf of myself, and Matt and Steve, the rest of my co-hosts of the HMO Experience Property Podcast, and on behalf of Danny, uh, thank you for being here, and we shall look forward to speaking again. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, uh, Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, really hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Before you head off, I'd like you to do three things. First off, make sure you hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to so that you get weekly notifications as to when new episodes drop. The second thing is, if you haven't joined Clubhouse yet, make sure you do. It's only available on Apple devices at the moment. But Jamie, Steve, and myself host and the HMO Experience Property Club Room on Fridays at 5 p.m. on Clubhouse. Uh, so it's an all-access forum where you can come on and ask us any questions that you want uh, regarding HMO, rent-to-rent, our respective property journeys, or any other tips and tricks around business um, that we're able to answer. And the third thing is, 
If you haven't done so already, make sure you head over to Facebook and join the Property and HMO Forum where you can mingle with like-minded property investors in our HMO experience community. That's it, guys. See you next week.